Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. It's a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. I hope you'll check those three books out. You can go to DorindaWilson.com. You can go to Amazon, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day on any um, at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I also want to remind you all that I have an online mentoring course. It is called The Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course, and it's just a, a series of videos that I created to just give you ideas and examples and encouragement in taking a more simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling, making it doable for moms uh, Uh, with kids kindergarten to 12th grade. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. I don't know if y'all are happy with your math choice, curriculum choice. Maybe you're considering a change for next year. And I'm not sure if you tried CTC math yet, but I encourage you to do so. Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six kids using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and providing quality math lessons for my children. So moms, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. They even offer a free trial. Now, maybe like me, you have noticed that there seems to be this underlying um, and sometimes blatant message from the culture that is repeatedly telling us that motherhood is too hard, that we can't handle it, we won't make the right decisions, so don't even try, you know, and it's really just a message of hopelessness, um, and it's designed to discourage us so that we'll be content with mediocre motherhood rather than embracing and investing like God calls us to. Today, we're going to be talking about rebelling against mediocre motherhood. Um, That is the subtitle to Abby Halberstadt's new book, uh, M is for Mama. And it seems to be sweeping the mom front. And I have been thrilled uh, with that fact. Um, I love the resilience that she is encouraging in moms. If you're not familiar with Abby, she is a writer, a fitness instructor, a Spanish teacher, and a mama of 10 children including two sets of identical twins. Her debut book, uh, like I mentioned before, is M is for Mama. And she lives by the motto, hard is not the same as bad, and encourages women to dig deep to meet the challenges of everyday life through her blog and Instagram posts. She and her husband, Sean, and their children live in the piney woods of East Texas. Abby, welcome. I'm so glad you're here with us today. I'm so glad I get to be here. Thanks, Dorinda. <laughs> All right. So let's dive right in because uh, I have I, I, I have got some questions for you and uh, I'm sure the moms are curious uh, as well. Your new book, M is for Mama, rebels against culture's mediocre view of motherhood that affirms the mantra of like surviving until bedtime. Mm-hmm. Tell us what danger this actually poses. Oh, goodness. I feel like you kind of touched on the fact that When you sell women a message of hopelessness, Mm -hmm. and um, I quote Sarah McKenzie in the book that she said, good literature 
always ends with hope. It doesn't mean it's a happy ending, but there's always mm-hmm. hope. Right. And it's not truthful if there's no hope, right? Because we know mm-hmm. that we always have hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. going to sound kind of pie in the sky and unattainable and not something that you can grasp to a lot of moms. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to give them something that helped them recognize that the culture is not actually helping them by mm-hmm. affirming their anger or their mm-hmm. irritation mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. their frustration with their kids. Mm-hmm. It's okay to acknowledge that those things exist. It's okay to, I mean, this morning, this morning, my, my twin bees, my little two and a half year old twins, which in, in your um, reading of my, of my bio, it mentioned that I'm a Spanish teacher. I am a former Spanish teacher, but I am a full-time homeschooling mom now. <laughs> so, so some people will be like, wait a minute, how is she doing Spanish teaching? And right. Right. I'm not anymore. Um, but so, so I'm around my little twin bees, all of my kids, all the time. And my little two and a half year old boys just got in that phase full on where they want to do everything themselves mm-hmm. and they're capable of doing about half a percent of what they <laughs> want to do. And it frustrates them, but it frustrates mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Even as a veteran mom of 10 mm-hmm. children, these are my ninth and 10th two and a half year olds. Mm-hmm. It's still at a certain point can get to me. And we've had a really, really hard week emotionally, some tragic things that have happened in our lives. We're planning for a giant trip coming up, coming up, like the passports are coming in and we leave in five days, things Mm -hmm. like that, where it's like, there's enough stress without a two and a half year old doing a constant pterodactyl scream of rage (laughs) over you're giving him the thing that he asked for, you know, right. Right. You you gave it to him and he's still screaming and you're not even trying to pacify him. You're just trying to find the reasonable response to this unreasonable behavior. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think perspective is huge. That helps you not to want to put your head through a wall Mm -hmm. when it's your ninth and 10th versions. But I think you still can get to the point. And I told my husband, I think I'm at that point this morning where this just doesn't feel good and it's not mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. But what I did rather than say, then that means it's not worth it because that's what the culture yeah. is telling us. Exactly. They exactly. say, we're going to extrapolate this current frustration into an everlasting application of this is bad. This Ooh, is no good. This that's is really good. You should escape. I love when what you said. Like, can you repeat that again? You, oh, you, I can try. They're, ta- um, they're we're, taking. We're, we're going to take this, this, this fleeting moment. And the Bible calls it light and momentary affliction. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the phrase that it uses. And I think that can be really insulting to moms who want to cling to it being bad all the time because it feels like it justifies their emotions, their negative right, emotions. Right. But the Bible calls it light and momentary affliction. So when we cling to that light and momentary affliction, instead of fixing our eyes on Christ, we can then extrapolate that into a negativity that feels like it could last until our kids leave the house. And right. That's scary. Right. It's like almost like a heavy blanket over mm. our parenting. Yeah. And yeah, and you see that all over the place. And I remember, um, you know, I had the privilege of, of starting my parenting journey with no social media, no internet, mm-hmm. no, um, you know, interaction with that or interference into my thoughts with that. I mean, we had our, still had our, obviously, a uh, fair share of struggles and comparisons and distractions. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but the one thing that always... Um, I always tried to keep in the forefront of my mind was to always speak positively 
about motherhood and about being a mom. And I didn't ever, I didn't feel like I was being fake. Of course, I had very close friends that trusted, that I trusted and my husband that I could be a little more honest with about how things were going. But I, I had this like, fierce commitment to it because I felt like if I started to go down that path, it was just, um, it was just going to be, you know, a downward spiral that would just go on and on and on. And I thought if I don't even start it, then it, it, it can't happen. And that was huge. And I feel like that was totally the Lord. That wasn't me saying, oh gosh, this is a great idea. Let's do this. It was more like just this conviction Like speak positively about motherhood. And then of course, as you well know, when you have a large family, you really don't want to say anything negative because you, you know, the response, you get the looks like, well, you know, you got yourself in this mess kind of thing, you know, you know, and I was just actually talking to a mom the other day who is, she's pregnant with her fifth and it's just been a, it's been a hard pregnancy. And she just doesn't feel like she can talk. And she's a pastor's wife on top of it. So Mm -hmm. she really feels like she can't talk to anybody or say anything negative about it. And because it's her fifth baby. And, and I was just like affirming that to her. I was said it for her. And she was like, yes, yes, it's so true. I said, well, you're safe. You can, you can talk to me about it. And, and I'm always going to leave her on a note of hope and encouragement. She knows that. So, um, but yeah, it's, you're right. Taking that fleeting moment and turning it into this everlasting heaviness overparenting mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. is it's so it's so of the enemy you know yes so yeah. and if we could just step back and say okay this is actually spiritual warfare amen like, this is so, spiritual warfare yeah right and and i was talking about how we we've had this week um our pastor actually died last yeah, week i and, saw that oh my um, gosh it has been such oh. a hard thing to process Mm -hmm. as a congregation, as a family, Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. a mom who is heartbroken for his children and his wife. And, um, but I feel like the Lord has been really gracious to sustain me Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not the one that needs the most sustaining at all, Right, right. that that this, and then again, we're, we're leaving for this trip on Monday and some, just some snags and haven't felt super anxious. I haven't felt, but this morning, absolutely where I've thought, I'm just full up to here on the pterodactyl screams. I'm right. full up to here. Like I, I could tell that I, all of that heaviness, my brain has been waking up at five in the morning and saying, our pastor's dead. Like that's the mm. first thought that comes into my head is Lord mm. have mercy on his family. He's not alive anymore. This is mm-hmm. so sad. Mm-hmm. Like this is so hard. And there is an emotional toll that we cannot deny that hard things, especially continuous ones take on our resilience on our, um, on our natural strength in and of ourselves. I read right. some article the other day about the cortisol levels of moms and it's like mm-hmm. the equivalent of a Navy SEAL or something. Yeah. <laughs> like they're through the roof because the amount of demands on your time and your energy mm-hmm. and your resources mm-hmm. is, um, is nylon constant, or at least it can be in certain seasons. Yeah. So and we don't want to deny that, but I'll tell you this, Dorinda, because like you say, it's not from me, it's from the Lord, but it is a conviction mm-hmm. to say, this This does not define me. This will not last forever. Because of that, I was going to talk to my husband about it, and I probably would have if I got a chance, but I didn't. Instead, we were on our way to homeschool co-op this morning, and I prayed out loud over our day, like I always do in the car, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. helped. Yep. And then mm-hmm. I went to the gym, 
And I still hadn't had a chance to talk to my husband, but I was meeting my best friend for, we had 25 minutes to walk. That's what Mm -hmm. we had. Mm -hmm. And we were walking the trails and and I put the little boys, the little pterodactyl screamers in the (laughs) the gym childcare. And we walked the trails for 25 minutes. And I said to her, this has been a really hard morning because it's been a hard week and it's been a hard month and it's been piling up. And this morning Mm -hmm. felt like it just reached its head. And I feel like Satan's like, yeah, you're not enough. This is not going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the truth because right. this is not my first rodeo. Right. And know that the Lord is saying, nope, you don't have it in and of yourself. You're mm-hmm. going to have to turn to me. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking and telling my friend this, I'm like, and you know what I have? You know what means of grace is being enacted right now? I am outside walking on a trail getting to talk to you for 25 yes. minutes. Yes, yes. Like the Lord gave me that. And that's what it took to turn my mindset around. I'd already mm-hmm. been preaching truth to myself. I'd already been right. praying out loud with my kids. I'd already been literally biting my tongue mm-hmm. all morning. But I don't have that same heaviness that I had this morning. Mm. And the Lord was gracious to give me the opportunity. Now, did my little boys screech at me in the car when I picked them up? Yes. But it didn't great let it like it did this morning when it, I had kind of gotten to the point where it was like, okay, Lord, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And I think there is just something that the world is missing when they say, when it's too much, you turn to wine. Right. When it's too much, you go full on atomic negativity and then you feel better for five minutes mm-hmm. and then you don't again. You don't. No, no. It's it's that whole, the whole idea that, that venting actually helps. I mean, I, I think there's this... It's, it's such a, you have to use discernment. I think like, mm-hmm. even when we're talking to our husbands, you know, sometimes it just all comes out, you know, and they understand that. And, you know, but even then, like, I'll, I'll hear myself say things and I'm like, why am I, what? I sound like the most faithless person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And you just realize, wait a second, you know, I know what I believe and and now is the time that I'm going, I need to live it. Like yeah. we all say we believe certain things, but we live our theology out of our fingertips and out of our everyday lives. Yeah, so, our positivity and motherhood actually takes on some teeth mm-hmm. when we choose to say, I don't even, I mean, you can acknowledge, I don't even actually like in my own strength, in an affection sense, have a lot of like happy feelings toward this child right now. Right, right. Like, but I will still choose to say, this is good because the Lord has called it good. That's right. And it can, it can transform. And I'm telling you, Dorinda, I, I felt called to write MS for Mama because I saw so many women, they were messaging me just mm-hmm. hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of DMs every week that said, I am so lost. I'm so depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't have any hope. Like I, I have this idea that I'm supposed to be doing better, but I don't know where to start. Right. And out of all of those DMs and questions that I got every Wednesday, because I do a and a called What Do You Want to Know Wednesday each week, mm-hmm. I started to see like this theme of this is what women need to know. This is what the modern woman who's on the internet is mm-hmm. struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything that's uncommon to man because no temptation has ceased to right. what is common and what everybody deals with comparison and discontentment and anger mm-hmm. and jealousy and exhaustion and pride and, you know, shame and all of these things that we struggle with that are so common to everybody, including moms. Mm-hmm. And the answer truly is found in scripture. It so is. I wanted to show moms practically how to apply my grace is sufficient for you, for my power, you know, 
made perfect mm-hmm. in your weakness. Right. And that we are to boast not in ourselves and our ability to schedule and make cool lunches yep. and yeah. to boast in those moments when even on your ninth and 10th toddlers, you're like, I really feel done, but done yeah. is not an option. Right. That's Therefore, right. Christ is enough. Well, and it's clearly not an option because you still have two-year-olds. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the reality. And I think that's something that we just need to be like, okay, if if this is what God has put in front of me, and clearly he has, it is good because everything that God does is good. Yeah. He can't do anything other than good. And then he's sovereign over our lives. So he's the one who gave us the children. Yes. And he did it intentionally. So he clearly has purpose, intention, and our job is to align ourselves with him. Absolutely. And so I, yeah. Let me give you an example that has, doesn't have anything to do with motherhood, but it's it's my current reality. So I was talking about passport situations being mm-hmm. messed up. Um, we quote unquote did everything we were supposed to do, but one of our passports didn't come in because they rejected the photo. We didn't even take the photo. The passport office took the photo <laughs> and then, and then they rejected it anyway. And it just feels so, so silly and unjust and unnecessarily stressful the week of, you know, cause it's, mm-hmm. it's cause it's not enough to pack 12 people for a, right. for a trip, right. you know? Um, and, and so I just found myself feeling so like, okay, Lord, and, the, and by the way, the passport office would not allow us to call in and declare it urgent until five days before we were leaving. <laughs> um, so we did. And I was like, okay, you know, you've been praying and you've been expecting the Lord to move. And then we got the most unhelpful agent in the history. I mean, every answer was no. I'm not right. even sure she heard any of the questions. It was just right. no, no, no. And I felt myself being like, Lord, I understand that you test our faith, but you've opened all these other doors. Why is this one closing? Mm-hmm. And then we ended up getting a different agent. The, the, the appointment that we have to finally get this done has not happened yet. So Lord willing, it will, but, um, but it's looking, it's looking more positive, but we got another agent and she said, honestly, because we ended up having at first a same day appointment as in like the day we were leaving. Oh, wow. Same day of leaving. So we were supposed to be trying to get a passport on the day we were also trying to fly to London with 13 people. So I was like, oh man, that is too much. And then this lady said something that shifted my perspective. And again, the passport appointment has changed like three times since then and has gotten better each time, praise the Lord, as far as the timing Mm -hmm. of it. But Mm -hmm. this lady said, you are so lucky that you got that. So many people aren't getting any appointments. And I realized it was kind of what you just said. Like, we want to do it our way. We want our answer to be the way we would have done it, which would have been most convenient for us right? and um, most comfortable. I didn't want to trust the Lord to do it on the day of. Right. right. I wanted to have a buffer. Thank you very much. Lord, why would you do this to me to give me more stress on the day of? Instead of turning it around, which I was able to do when the lady said, you're, you're so blessed to have this too. Lord, thank you that you gave us an appointment at all. Mm-hmm. So in motherhood, we say, Lord, why do these two and a half year olds have to be such little stinkers right now. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a good time for them to be stinkers, you know, right? Um, instead of Lord, thank you that I get to be a mom to these kids that are frustrating me right now, but who are genuinely a gift from you and you've chosen me for this. So clearly you have your purpose in it and it's a good one, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's a huge Mm -hmm. mindset shift and Mm -hmm. it's what you have to make just about every day. Right. Right. And so you would, would you say that that's the difference between mediocre motherhood and Christ-like motherhood? The difference between mediocre motherhood and Christ-like motherhood is realizing how desperately you need Jesus. 
Amen. It's it's humbling ourselves. And that's something, I think as a culture, we're, it grates on us mm. to think about humbling ourselves. Yeah. And that's that's something that the Lord has really been laying on my heart a lot lately is just, you know, if you would just humble yourself. And then the he moves, you know, I was, we were having a conversation, um, just a difficult conversation that needed to be, it needed to be had with, with someone. And I just looked at my husband and I said, you know, if we just go into this humbly and being willing at any point to say, we're sorry, it takes all the stress out of this conversation. Just, just ha- yeah. going in with a humble attitude, and and I think that's something that it's freeing. It's actually freeing to to be humble and to practice humility. It really is a practice because it's not something we're like it doesn't come naturally to us. Yeah, um, but when we do, what does the scripture say? He says, you know, um, you know, to humble ourselves under His mighty hand, and yeah. in due time, He will lift us up. He yeah. does every single time. And, and that's, you know, what we're doing is we are basically doing, we're positioning ourselves in, in the position that we were actually made for. We weren't made to be God. We weren't made to make, to, to be the one who's making all these decisions and calling the shots. We were made to serve God. We were made to be in this creator creature or uh, yeah, creator creature relationship. And that is one of humility. And so positioning ourselves in our proper position is so freeing. And once you're there, you realize it fits like a glove. There's just this calmness that comes with it. There's this peace that comes with it because we're, we're finally like, we're where we're supposed to be. And um, so, yeah, and, and what better place to practice this than motherhood, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. right? Opportunities for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So sometimes moms do just feel like they're getting through the day. Do they need to feel guilt or shame if they get to that point? What Can you speak to that? Sure. I think that there is an opportunity to turn your feelings around about a million times a day. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, just like I gave the example before, that feeling like you are waiting for nap time has to be your reality, even for the full day. However, mm-hmm. I do think that it is an understandable and very relatable place to be. Mm-hmm. Living in a place of weariness and saying, Lord, I can't, but you can, is a very <laughs> a very humbling, but very safe place to be. Mm-hmm. Because we are told that the Lord gently leads those that have young, mm-hmm. that he's not just yanking us around and being right. in to us and impatient and kicking us in the rear when we drag our feet. Mm-hmm. Instead, he is gentle and lowly, and Ephesians 4 encourages us to be com- completely humble and gentle, bearing with one another in love. And that's because we have the example of a savior who does that to us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. while I'm never going to encourage a mom to say there, I'm going to acknowledge that it is completely normal and common to be there and that um, your reset may need to be that nap time, that mm-hmm. quiet time, mm-hmm. that turning on the music and um, dancing it out time, that going for a walk. And, or, you know, I hear so many things about like, my husband got home and I was off like a shot, man. I was at target in in two and a half minutes. And I don't think I even said, you know, bye. And there may be days when we feel like that is our salvation. Now I think there is some validity to 
getting that break when we kind of reach that point of desperation, especially with lots of little kids. That's, that's right. the big one that I hear about from young yeah, moms. Yeah. They're like, I am touched out. I am maxed out. I am stressed out. I cannot do this. And we do, honestly, I, I don't think that it takes a village in the secular sense of right, right. should be raising your children. But I do think that we live in much more social isolation than we were ever intended to do from a scriptural perspective. We're supposed to be bearing each other's burdens. We're supposed mm-hmm. to have generational help. We're supposed to be doing life together, like with our plots of gardens beside each other. And mm-hmm. that's not the reality that most women have. And um, we both have way more help than we used to with washing machines and TV shows and refrigerators and grocery stores, and also way less opportunity to to avail ourselves of Titus II, like mentorship. I hear from people all the time. They either want me to mentor them, and I can't mentor everybody except for books and social media. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Or they say, please teach me how to find someone that will invest in me because I'm having too many of these maxed out moments and I don't know what to do. Um, and ultimately, honestly, we are responsible to the Lord. We Mm -hmm. cannot say no one mentored me. Therefore I can't. That's right. That's right. I think it's super important. Um, yes, I, on the one hand, the more ideal situation would be plots of garden, you know, next to grandma and grandpa and great grandma and grandpa and all of that. Um, and I'm sure that with that came challenges as well. Um, but and, and to acknowledge that, gosh, that is something that's missing from our lives. But at the same time, God has, he has made us for such a time as this. He has us right where he wants us. So where are his graces in all yeah. of this? You yeah. know, like look around, where's the common graces, you know, that you're seeing. And I think this is where, you know, gratitude, practicing gratitude, and people talk about that a lot. It's almost like we've almost become desensitized to the term but the reality is that practicing gratitude actually does make a difference because the Bible says it makes a difference. Well, and and I'm not one for modern psychology, but I think that they, you know, even even blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Right. <laughs> and exactly. The concept, and I'm I'm teasing someone that is into modern psychology or, or thinks that there's great value and that is mad at me right now, and that's okay. But um, <laughs> But I, what I mean by that is man's wisdom is always going to be foolishness to God and God's wisdom is yep. always going to be foolishness to those who are perishing. Um, so we want to align ourselves with what the Bible says. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. it's cool to study the brain and the body and see the mm-hmm. way that God has designed it. And yep. one of the ways that he's designed it is to create these neural pathways of either negativity or gratitude. Mm-hmm. And the more you practice one, just like a muscle, because our brain is basically yep. a muscle and it can be formed and shaped and directed in a certain way so that we do more of one thing than another and yes. do something better than something else. Mm-hmm. And there is literally a dopamine hit um, from both gratitude and from negativity. And the more you feed one, the more you kind of crave the dopamine hit of complaining, venting, negativity, arguing, anger. Right. And the more you feed the other, di- let, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit. You, you get to pick. Like, here's life, here's death. Which apple are you going to take a big old chomp out of mm-hmm. and continue feeding yourself with? So it is so important to recognize that we can literally retrain our brains to see the good in something and to say, 
Thank you, Lord, for the walk with my friend, even Mm -hmm. though it was a really frustrating morning. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Lord, that my husband got to get off work an hour earlier, even though I was really hoping that he would be off by lunchtime. Like, like, you know, just, just find the good. Absolutely. And I know for me, sometimes it's, it starts with just, okay, just hit the pause button, sit right here. Like maybe I've got a cup of tea in my hand. And I just think about how that warm mug feels in my mm. hand and how great this tea sounds and or tastes and just, you know, and then maybe close my eyes and listen to the sounds just even of my children playing and talking and doing whatever they're doing and and just thanking the Lord that he gave me these children. And just, mm-hmm. and so anytime we can stop and do just that. And it also brings us back to the present because I know as moms, we can often be preoccupied with what's coming up because, you know, there's a certain amount of planning and thinking yeah. ahead or everything turns to chaos, right? Yep. But then there are times, I think, when it's good to just stop that for a little bit and just there's a calm and a peace and you can just, you can feel your cortisol levels go down yeah. as you're practicing this. It literally has a physical effect and science yes. has proven that just as and you, God you know. God has designed us that way. Yeah. Absolutely. And so the creator knows. And so that's why in uh, the New Testament, he talks about, uh, I think it's in Philippians, being anxious for nothing, mm-hmm. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving letting our requests be made known to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I remember hearing a pastor say, look, you don't guard God's peace. God's peace guards you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, because I, I just think I have to, I have to try to hang on to that feeling, yeah. you know, yeah. like, no, no, no. There's me again, trying to be God instead of just saying, oh, it's his, it's him. He's the one who gives me the peace I obey, he gives me the peace. I humble myself, he gives me the peace. I'm grateful and, you know, express gratitude and he gives me peace, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. So we, t- we you've, you talked, you touched on this a little bit about getting real and sharing difficulties. Um, and I, we talked a bit about what happens when we focus on the struggles. Um, I, I think what you just said about you know, even the neural pathways and our brains can just get used to thinking like that. Do you have anything else you want to share in regards to that? Well, I will say that I think there is a movement online to say that the only way that you're being honest in motherhood is when you acknowledge the negative things. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to push back and say, no, no, I we agree. have to acknowledge that motherhood is hard. Absolutely. We would be lying if we said that certain aspects weren't extremely difficult and stretched us to our limit, but it is not dishonest to say the good things in motherhood as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. is, it is to declare the Lord's, Lord's goodness in our lives is a such an example to mm-hmm. other moms. It is mm-hmm. such an encouraging and mm-hmm. convicting thing when I see people choosing joy. I mean, I think some of my favorite people are people whose circumstances give them every right to curse God, supposedly, you know, mm-hmm. in the world's mind. And yet they're like, man, I am so grateful that the Lord got us an earlier doctor's appointment for my daughter's leukemia today. Like I, I was, I was so thinking we would have to be here all day and said he got us. And I'm like, you're amazing. Like <laughs> I'm so encouraged and inspired by you. Um, so I will say that I ran across an account recently. I won't say the account's name, but she was touting the idea that, you know, this is a place where you can come when it's a safe space to be honest about motherhood. And the comments were heartbreaking because they basically Mm -hmm. were saying something to the effect of a lot of them were saying, I've been bamboozled. They told me this was going to be good. 
And I just hate it. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. It's awful. It's motherhood. Mm. They're talking about motherhood. This is their opinion of motherhood. And, um, and we've talked about the fact that there are moments like that. There may be even seasons where your postpartum hormones are really messed up and you just Mm -hmm. don't feel a lot of joy, but you are still called as a believer to say, like Psalm 27, 13 says, I am confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Take heart. Don't give up. Wait and wait for the Lord, not for your circumstances to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was really sad to see all of those comments because I felt like those women were being sold a lie of, um, what do they call it? This is, this is vulnerable motherhood. This is right. honest motherhood. And I'm like, you're missing at, at least half, I would say more than half of the truth here. Right. And, and the purpose, you know, yeah. and you think about how that attitude, um, reflects to our children. Mm. You know, I, I think, I, you know, I think about them, but then I, the, the moms, but I also think about their children yeah. because that is being, that is being played out and lived out in their homes. Yeah. There's no way that's not being conveyed to their kids, which, which creates a vicious cycle. A Absolutely. child who knows that he or she is resented, unwanted, and untended, their hearts are untended, mm-hmm. is going to be a child who in turn resents, pushes you away, which in turn makes you want them even less and like them even less and want to pay attention to them even less and view them as more of a burden, in which case they feel as if they are a burden. And they it's just, it goes around and around. Exactly. And around. Whereas yeah. when you speak life into your children, and maybe you've heard the term posi- toxic positivity being thrown around. And it's this it's this modern term that people use to dismiss what we're talking about. What we're talking about is choosing joy in the Lord's strength. Mm-hmm. And it is possible and it does change your mindset. And it can even change your response to your circumstances, which can then change your circumstances. Right, right. right. It, it has it, this it has this ripple effect of, of goodness and joy in your home. And yet that's viewed as like, like you said, fake. Like mm-hmm. actually, Yeah. And and here's the thing. I think a big, big, big problem is that the focus has become our emotions. Mm -hmm. Which are not truthful. No, they lie to us all the time. They they can be uh, really great uh, red flags. They can be a a light on the dashboard of life. You know, like you're driving down the road, you see a light go on in your car. Sometimes it's something important. Sometimes it's not, you know, yeah. it's just, you, you go, you, but you, it's worth checking out. Yeah. So you check it out That's a great and, you know, and then you take uh, the, our, where our, our focus needs to be is on Christ. Our focus mm-hmm. needs to be on him. And, and we, our culture on the whole, and just even through social media and all that, it's so focused on our emotions. And, Absolutely. and like you said, our emotions are all over the place. They're, they're not bad. I mean, emotions are a gift from the Lord. There's something he made us with, but those, those like everything else in our life needs to be yield, yielded to the Lord. Yeah. You know, we belong to the Lord. He is the King. He is the Lord of our lives. He needs to be on the throne of our lives, not our feelings. And so we take those feelings and if they're not aligning with what God has to say about our lives, then they need to get in check with that. Mm -hmm. And um, and so we need to take steps and and some of the things we mentioned are those those types of steps that help us do that? Um, 
But yeah, emotions, everything. I was just talking about this the other day in my stories on Instagram. Um, I shared, you know, a, um, an image or a, what do you call it? A graphic or whatever yeah. that talked about how, you know, they did a study in France and um, found that half of the photos that were used for child pornography were used from parents' accounts who had no idea mm. that those photos were being used for that purpose, you know, because these people just go in and take whatever they want and use it and, and you know, Photoshop or do whatever it is they do. And so I think that's something that's worth stopping and paying attention to. And so I just, but I, I explained in stories, I was like, okay, I'm sharing this with you, not because I want to invoke fear, because so many times we see a graphic and they are, they are there simply to stir an emotion of some sort, anger, outrage, fear, a lot of fear, especially for moms. And it, so my point was, this is just, this is just our red flag to stop, pause, ask the Lord, what do you want us to do? Do you, you know, talk to our husbands. We need to make decisions from out of wisdom and discernment, mm -hmm. not from our emotions. So let's take this information. Let's bring it to our husbands. Let's, let's ask the Lord, you know, do you want me to stop showing my kids faces? It's a, it's a personal decision. It's something that each person with their spouse, I think each woman with their spouse needs to make that decision. Um, but the the point was, I was trying to just encourage moms, look, if you're scrolling through social media too quickly, you cannot take all those things captive to the obedience of Christ. You can't take all the emotions you feel, all the thoughts that get thrown at you and line them up with scripture. It's just, it's happening too fast. And so just a caution to say, be careful, you know, yeah. because our emotions are being constantly poked and prodded at all the time yeah. through social media. So I think mainly, you know, again, we just need to, we need to exercise wisdom and discernment as moms. And you, like we were talking about aligning our emotions with what's true. You were giving an example of that earlier in your story of like, okay, this is what's going on. My little guys are screaming like pterodactyls. We've got this pressure going on us. And, and but I am telling myself the truth. I am repeating to myself what I know to be true. God is sovereign. He is good. He's given me these children. He's mm -hmm. given me this opportunity to walk, you know, and, and that's a perfect example of, of what it looks like um, day to day, you know, feet on the ground. So, um, okay. So I have a question for you because I get this all the time um, where social media followers will reach out with specific parenting questions and they're hoping for practical advice um, share your hesitancy when answering these questions. I'm, I'm just curious what your response is because I, I've had my own dealings with that as well. So one thing um, that a lot of people have said about MS for Mama, the book, is that they appreciate that while I do share some very practical measures that I think are just universally helpful and could be tweaked for every home, mm -hmm. I don't have a prescriptive approach to parenting mm -hmm. where I say, thus saith the Lord, Right. You shall be potty trained by this age. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, unless you drink organic this, you are a bad parent. Um, I think there is so much room for Holy Spirit conviction mm -hmm. and that there is so much um, responsibility that we have as parents to do our own research and listen to our husbands first. So here's, mm -hmm. here's my first hesitation. So many of the times when I'm asked these questions, 
they are not questions that should come to a person on the internet, even if the perception of the person sending it to me is that I am a quote unquote expert. So my first answer back to them is what does your husband say? Oh my goodness. Okay. I am cracking up because that is my response too. Yeah. That is exactly what I say because there's so many reasons for that, but yes. Oh, that's great. So, so there are times where, um, it's a little more practical. There are some that I just don't answer because I really feel like that person needs to, well, because I don't have time because I just, because I just can't, it's not, it wouldn't be fair to my family, Mm -hmm. but, um, there are some that I do answer without asking, what does your husband say? Because it's pretty obvious that this isn't something that she's doing. It's like, we've discussed this. We're both still right. lost. We'd love right. to But right. when someone says to me, I feel convicted to homeschool, but I'm not sure I can handle it. What would you do? I say, what does your husband think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when mm-hmm. someone says to me, I don't know if I'm ready for another kid and because, yeah, these are really heavy and I get these all sure, the time. These sure. are two of the big ones I hear a lot. I'm not sure if we're ready for another kid. Of course, I say, well, what does your husband think? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is my first response when it's clear that someone is wanting me to intervene in a really kind of um, heavy situation that right, has right. a lot of bearing on their family. It should always be, what is the person with whom you are one flesh feeling about mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. You, and sometimes I can tell that they're coming to me to get the feedback of someone that they will then use to go to their husband to try to convince them because they aren't. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want to be that person. Me neither. I'm like what God has joined together. Let no man put asunder. I am not going to be that person. <laughs> or, or no mama on the internet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really good. All right. So uh, this, I've been waiting for your answer to this question. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> yes. Telling, um, telling us about the time you embarked on 30 days of nothing but gentle speech with your kids. So we're, we're sort of like switching subjects here, but parenting. Yeah. All right. So tell us what happened. So I am not good at self-diagnosing when I'm in the middle of something hard, meaning I have friends who were like, I ate the wrong thing. It's why I have a headache. I'm going to switch this and do that. And I'm going to be better. I'm like, I have a headache. I have no idea why I'm just going to keep going with my life. Right. (laughs) Also applies to, I mean, I'm not completely like that. I'm like, I probably need to drink some water, you know? Right, right, right. No, I hear you. I'm not just hopeless, but (laughs) but I don't go around analyzing myself. I'm a very analytical person outwardly. um, But, but as far as like my hurts and my fears, I can be a little bit of a stuffer. Like it's not the best quality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. (laughs) I have to, I think it's honestly, it's a, it's a plus in the sense that especially if you have a lot of children, you have a lot of compensating and coping mechanisms. You're able to keep going in hard situations for long periods of time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that that's a grace from the Lord to be completely honest, but there are times when you do, the Lord is asking you to look at your heart and at your health and at your mental state and say, um, is this honoring me? Are you Mm -hmm. doing what you need to do to take care of the responsibilities and the privileges that I've given you to steward well? And so I would say, looking back, I've had three different times of postpartum. I would say one of them would have been mild postpartum depression after my first set of twins. I just remember feeling really blank, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know much about it. And I didn't really know what that was. People like, 
always say, what did you do to get out of it? And it was just time. It just took right. a while for my right. hormones to rebalance. And I just kind of kept doing the next right thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it was a nap. Sometimes the next mm-hmm. right thing was a nap, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I, I kept making dinner and I kept teaching my classes and I kept teaching my kids and I kept reading books and I kept going on walks and I kept hanging out with my husband. And one day I realized that I no longer felt numb and I felt right. joy again. Mm-hmm. And, but at the time I really couldn't have told you what I was going through. I was just kind of making it. And another would have been postpartum anxiety after my number seven, um, which was in concert with a really hard relationship breakup, which didn't help mm-hmm. anything. It was also mm-hmm. in concert with our moving into our second DIY build, which was a ton of work and we're just a ridiculous amount of work, honestly, mm-hmm. and stress. Mm-hmm. So I think between the hormones being wackadoodle and the, sh- the m- amount of like life stresses, plus having a newborn, um, I just found myself in a situation where I had never been before, where I just felt anxious and out of breath and like there were bees in my brain and I couldn't focus and I couldn't, you know, like just like, but again, I just kind of kept pushing through and uh, it eventually got a lot better, but it took a while. And yeah, I prayed and yeah, I talked to my husband and yeah, I went on walks. Um, but the Lord did eventually heal that, uh, probably good eight or nine months of that. And it was no fun, but we made it through and the Lord sh- showed himself very real to me. The third time was after my number eight. And I would have called that postpartum rage. Um, mm-hmm. And I just was irritable all the time. Like everything felt personal, which is a very big red flag of hormonal irritability. Like mm. something is off when your child drops a bowl and it feels like he did it on person on purpose to right. like, torture you. Right. That's not truth. <laughs> but I think a lot of moms are nodding their heads right now. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. So that's not how I should feel. No, actually I understand and I get it, but actually that isn't reasonable. That's not a reasonable response. Your child's fine motor skills are not developed enough to hold onto the bowl when he picks up something that's too heavy for him. That's right. just, you know, that's, that's physics. That's not personal, right. but it can feel personal. And so about, um, three or four months, three months, I think postpartum after I had num- my number eight, I just realized I was snappish and angry all the time. And the Lord was really convicting me that regardless of my hormonal, clear hormonal imbalances. And I know a lot of people are like, man, you should have had those checked. And <laughs> I agree, but life is busy, man. And, right. and it, we were just doing the next right thing. And the next right thing the Holy Spirit had me do, quite honestly, was he told me something very much so that felt like a slap in the face. And it was that if you keep going like this, now it had been, you know, like I said, about three months, postpartum irritability and frustration and and like taking out my, you know, lecturing, lots of lecturing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. lots of instead of, hey, can you please put the dishes back? Big, long conversations about the dishes right, you know, that right, weren't right. necessary. And each time I would feel regretful of having let my speech get away from me, of having it be like it talks about in James, where it's like a raging fire, you know? And I was like, what is the deal? Why, why can't you get a grip on this? And so I had this thought that came to me so clearly, how do you want your kids to remember you? Mm-hmm. And if you keep going with this, will this be the defining characteristic? regardless of what you have done up to this point, regardless of all of the good, because think about, I want every mom to think about some time in their life when they have had something negative said to them. And then think about the piles of nice things that people have said and which one carries more weight. Right. Is it the hundred kind things that people say, which are yes, helpful, or is that one really snarky comment 
that our, you know, sister-in-law made or whatever. Right, right. Um, that's the one that eats at us. And it's going to be the same true for our children. We can't just assume that they're going to say mom's having a hard time postpartum. They don't get it. No. I don't remember I don't remember processing anything about my mom's moods when I was mm-hmm. a kid. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, it must be because of this. <laughs> you know? Right, you right. Just, you just internalize she's upset. She's angry. She's sad. She's happy. Like you you just kind of go with that. So the, the Lord just very clearly, just about audibly said, you can't get it together in your own strength, but I am standing here ready and willing to help you holding out my hand and you are busy being irritable and ignoring it. So the way that he practically gave me, and I don't know why this is the thing that he asked me to do, but he absolutely did, was to practice only gentle speech and biting my tongue and only like good words for 30 days. I thought if I can do this for 30 days, it'll be like a detox. Mm -hmm. It will be. Yeah. Total change of habit. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Building new habits, which again Mm -hmm. is another way that the Lord has actually wired our brains. Mm -hmm. And um, Dorinda, the most encouraging thing was... It probably took three days before I started feeling more like I could choose these words. Like it wasn't 30 days. It was right. it was like two or three of just walking out of the room. If I could not like control the, mm-hmm. why did you have to do that or whatever? Yeah. And I had practiced lots of these things for years. It just felt like. And I wasn't perfect at it, but, but this felt like I was watching myself and I wanted to slap myself and Mm -hmm. be like, what in the world is wrong with you? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And and then you're carrying around that condemnation too, which is another burden on top of the burden. Yeah, It was a cycle. It was a cycle Mm -hmm. of sin and then repentance and then doing it again. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just showed me the way out was to forsake Mm -hmm. it entirely. Love that. Give myself no quarter to say, this is not an option. Flee flee from this, Abby, like, don't even give yourself the permission to go there. Mm-hmm. And I told my kids I was doing it and they held me account- accountable. Um, I told my husband I was doing it. I told the internet I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you the first day, and I had a much smaller following. This was five years ago, four years mm-hmm. ago, um, I, almost exactly four years ago. I had a much smaller following. And the first day, 2000 people signed up to do it with me. And I was like, that's oh, amazing. Okay. I mean, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, clearly, clearly, this is something that even Christian moms. Oh, I love that idea. That is a great idea. So I have an account called the Gentleness Challenge. Mm. Um, And I don't currently keep it up because I just don't have the bandwidth. Although there's lots of posts to go back through and they're still relevant. They're full of scripture. I I don't really ever post anything unless it had a scripture as it's undergirding. And then I actually am releasing an ebook because so many people wanted me to like walk them through the steps, but I wasn't able to do that individually. So um, I've been asked for an ebook or like a step-by-step and it's coming out this week so that you can get... um, a 30 day, day one, here's our focus. Here's the scripture. Here's what you memorize. Here's your goal today. Day two, day three, all the way through 30 days. And every single day has a scripture and a prayer and something to encourage you. You can do it with friends. I just think it's something that practically every mom in the world needs because here's who I hear from. It's interesting. I hear from people that are like, I'm a yeller. That's who I am. Sure. But what I hear a lot is from people who say, I thought I was a patient person Mm -hmm. and then I became a mom Mm -hmm. or I thought I was a patient person 
and I became a mom and I still thought I was a patient person. And then I had my third, you know, right, right, um, right, right. And it's that, it's that one kind of catalyst that the Lord has to show us again, the difference between an excellent mom and a mediocre mom mm-hmm. is a recognition mm-hmm. of the fact that we need Jesus. Like, that's right. That's, that's it to show yeah. us that mirror that says, look, this is who you really are without me. Um, yeah. And you know, what's very cool about that is it doesn't stop there. Like, this is who you are, but I have forgiven you. I am redeeming you. I am sanctifying sanctifying us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and let me tell you this. I don't do perfectly in the the speech department by any stretch. I find myself doing different things, like maybe not lecturing and and being like cutting, but um, making little asides, short ones. And I'm like, okay, Lord, now we need to work on that. But- the, the gentleness challenge, I just want to encourage you because this isn't any credit to me. This is credit to the Lord. Absolutely, um, It stuck. Mm-hmm. It made a difference. Mm-hmm. It didn't just change for three months. It actually helped me get out of that funk and helped me have this focus that I have been able to keep mm-hmm. for four years now. And, and again, to continue from before when I already felt a conviction that I was supposed to speak kindly, you know, to people. Right. Right. But so how... How would moms connect with that? Because we'll make sure we put that in the show yes, notes. But you, why don't you go ahead and look at You'll be able to get it um, very soon at msformama.net slash the dash gentleness dash challenge. And it'll okay. be, so, or it'll be on my website at msformama.net. Okay. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes so moms will uh, yeah. be able to find that. Um, that would be awesome. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up uh, with this question. Obviously, you're a homeschooling mom of 10, writer, entrepreneur, list goes on. Um, moms are probably thinking that you can do it all. So oh, do you do it all? I know we all know that's not true, but we just actually need to hear it. <laughs> you know, I, I get that too. And I, I have, so my, one of my dearest friends, Jennifer Flanders, um, she's Flanders family Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I have used her chore chart forever. I love that thing. She's one of my closest in real life friends. She has Oh, that's awesome. She's the closest thing to like the genuine supermom. And I despise the term supermom. I think (laughs) I think that that is a very misleading and unhealthy that places a lot of focus where it shouldn't be placed and a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure where it shouldn't be placed. So I I use that term very loosely. But she's one of the most inspiring and impressive women that I know. And yet she's so humble and she is the first to say, these are the ways that the Lord has had to work on me. And Mm -hmm. I think that we need to be really careful, one, not to set ourselves up as paragons of anything, but two, also not to deny the ways in which the Lord has sanctified us Mm -hmm. and has Mm -hmm. grown us because it's actually dishonest to say, oh, I'm just as much of a hot mess mom as I ever was. And right. that's not who we're supposed to be in the Lord. We're no, and it's dishonoring to what God has done in our lives. Yes. yes. So when people ask me how I do it all, um, A, nobody does it all. I only right. do the things that the Lord is asking me to do. Amen. And you're doing all kinds of things that I'm not doing. And there's a giant list of things I wish I could get to, and I simply cannot. And they are mm-hmm. good things. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that there are seasons in life that I can actually get to making right. my Sardo someday right. or learning calligraphy mm-hmm. or getting better at, you know, um, 
you know, just things in homeschooling that feel like they're a little too complicated when you have as many grades as I do. Yes, yes, yes. It's extremely simple. So if you're picturing me having really complicated science projects with 10 kids, you're just not telling yourself the truth. And Mm -hmm. I never said I did that, you know. Right. (laughs) Just FYI. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So so don't project things on the people. A, Mm -hmm. don't project things on the people that they never claimed that they did. Mm -hmm. And B, look at your own life and see the strengths that you Mm -hmm. have and the ways Mm -hmm. that the Lord has grown you. And then just understand he's doing the same thing for other people. Absolutely. I didn't expect that he really ever would say yes to this whole writing a book thing and really public platform thing. I didn't actually want to blog. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a friend that kept telling me that I should because I I had the same thing happen. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I was like, no, I don't like technology. I don't like taking pictures and I love to write, but it feels like a lot to do it in this fashion. Mm-hmm. So the Lord kind of pulled me forward out of reluctance to that and said, yeah, but you want to write books. And this is the way to reach people in this day and age. Like you talked about, the Lord has given us graces as modern moms. He's not mm-hmm. surprised by the circumstances that we're right. in and right. the different cultural norms that we have now. And we can't say, hey, they're not ideally ancestral, therefore they're wrong and bad. No, we are called just for such a time as this, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of pulled me forward in reluctance to say, if you want to write this book one day, and I didn't really think I would ever get to, if you want to write this book one day, you're going to have to be faithful online to do this, this, and such. And for the longest time, I've been on the internet for 12 years. I did that in relative obscurity. I did that in small faithfulness and little bitty moments in nap time and just kind of trusting that this family journal that I was creating would in and of itself be a reward mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't very good at documenting before I started being online. Right, and right. So people are like, why, you know, talking about the pictures of, of your kids on the internet, there are some statistics about those pornography pictures, like um, having pictures with groups of children is much less likely mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be used for these nefarious reasons mm-hmm. because they're harder to Photoshop and things like that. But um, that's a whole other conversation. Sure. But, yes. But that concept of like, I was, I was making memories that, and I was writing about my children in such a way that when they read it, they are proud. Yes. They are grateful. My mm-hmm. kids love to look at my Instagram now. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that I have in my, in my blog, I have over 600 blog posts now. Mm-hmm. And ultimately my husband tells me this all the time, and I think it's really kind of him to remind me because I tend to be like, man, the Lord did this and he did. He did, Dorinda. But mm-hmm. he says, you were faithful in the little things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even when you had no idea that it would produce a book that would sell so well, right? You, that you would get more book deals. And so, like, you didn't, you, you might have hoped in your heart and prayed a lot, but it just didn't feel feasible with all these kids at right, your feet. Right, so right. I, I have some podcasts about this, just exactly this topic, because I get asked all the time. But I really encourage moms to not compare their own current season and responsibilities and callings from the Lord to anybody else's. Because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. there's somebody that's looking at them and thinking, how do they do it all? And it can right, be right. Yeah. So I just want to be transparent that it took years to get to the point where I am. Mm-hmm. It took consistency mm-hmm. and it took the Lord really doing works in my heart to get me to the point where I think in his timing, he said, okay, this is now going to be a blessing. Right. This is, you know, this, this right. is the time for it to be beneficial to others. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. 10 years ago. And um, all glory be to him for that because 
yes, there's a lot of things that I do because I need to do them, but the strength comes from him, not me. Absolutely. Um, I, I had somebody say to me a while, just recently, they said, oh, it's just so amazing. You, you know, raise these eight kids and homeschooled them and have this ministry. I went, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I said, let me just clarify. For a quarter of a century, I was home and I was doing all the little things like you mentioned and asking myself periodically as I saw other women doing more, quote unquote, you know, in terms of ministry and that kind of thing. And I would ask the Lord, you know, am I missing something? Am I being lazy? Am I being micro focused on my own family and not enough on ministry? Just tell me, you know, I know that whatever you have for me, you'll give me the strength to do. And he just every time would say, keep your hand to the plow. Yeah, amen. Keep your hand to the plow. And so I would just go back to the plow and I would keep plowing. And I did that for 25 years. And then I slowly started doing some writing and then some speaking and then a book. And it was just, it was very, like you said, just very slow, very organic, um, very much just like the Lord's like, okay, now, now do this, you know? And that is so much different than what we're often told or is sort of, you know, like displayed in front of us that it's something we had to push for. We have to conjure up and it isn't, you know, if it's God, you just keep being faithful and the little things and what he's put right in front of you Mm -hmm. and he'll lead you to the next things and the next things. And it's, it's fine to, to pray and, dream about potentially doing something else, but don't lose that joy of just that simple obedience to Absolutely. the Lord. And, and just, just for clarification, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure this is true of you too, even though you're in a little bit different season of life than I am. Mm-hmm. So much of my life is spent doing exactly what y'all are doing, guys. Yes, like, yes, me too. I, I have flipped laundry today. I have taken, like signed a form, gotten to my kids' homeschooled co-op, dropped them off, gone back and signed a form that um, somebody forgot to get. Mm -hmm. I have done a grocery pickup. I have put Mm -hmm. three little boys down for naps. I've done Mm -hmm. dishes, um, you know, ran through the shower super fast and put on some makeup because I was doing some podcasting this afternoon during naps. And then (laughs) I have to go pick up kids from piano and I have to get dinner on the table. Yes, yes. This, so, so if you hear this podcast and you're like, yeah, but she's podcasting and I'm not, I'm like, this is one hour, one hour, exactly one hour <laughs> out, of, yes. out of 17 extremely mundane hours, you know, <laughs> I, I hear exactly what you're saying. You know, the, uh, the, my podcast has, has grown exponentially. It's just been totally the Lord, like you were talking about. And I say it all the time. It just blows my mind because I go out to the, the she shed, or sometimes I've been in my walk-in closet, depending on the circumstances. Um, and, and I just do my little 30 minute thing or my hour long thing. And I shut everything down, put my computer away, go fold laundry, make dinner, uh, go work out in the flower beds, take a walk, take a shower. (laughs) We are putting on our pants and doing our laundry one leg and one load at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so on that note, moms, we're going to leave you with that. Uh, just that picture in mind. Um, we're, we're all right there with you plodding alongside of you. And, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and close in prayer. Abby, thank Thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Lord, we just thank you 
again for the opportunity to just talk mom to mom. And I pray that this conversation will be an inspiration and a challenge and an encouragement to every single mom who listens, Lord. I thank you for these moms who um, they're listening because they want inspiration and encouragement because they want to be the moms that you've called them to be. So Lord, I ask that you would just pour out a blessing on them, that you would bless every family represented here. Um, And we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey moms, I just want to leave you with one last resource I'd like to share with you. Um, Classical Conversations. Uh, Classical Conversations equips parents with a proven curriculum and support from a local community of homeschool families, all walking the same path together. You are their first teacher. Be their best teacher. Learn how to make homeschooling doable at classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. Thanks for being here today, moms. Have a great day. 